Hey, welcome to the Sneaky Place podcast presented by JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog. Alrighty then, welcome to the Sneaky Place podcast. Brian Catino here with Dom Fierro, Chris Morris, both coming off big victories for their squads while I sit here, crack open a beer and drown in misery. Due to the Jets, just uh, I don't know what to say about the organization, but it's 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 not good, and uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> it's very bad for your New yeah. York Jets. To tell you that it's not good. Yeah, look, poor uh, yeah, Jamal Adams. Look, he might get moved today. He didn't, and if I am correct, I think he's already blasted out a tweet uh, ripping Joe Douglas, the general manager. He has. Yeah, he has, of course. Tom, I think you put that so eloquently earlier in the day that he's going to cry like a baby all year. And Oh, we're a couple hours in, or past the trade deadline, and he's already bitching. And Joe Douglas was on the radio after the trade deadline and said that he took calls and that he didn't make calls, and now Jamal Adams is all upset. So that should be fun lasting the rest of the year. Well, as an Eagles fan, I am glad he didn't end up in Dallas and he's still with the Jets, so I will say that. Yeah, probably good for your Eagles Eagles there. Um, well, anyway, there was, <laughs> there was only one trade today, and it was basically Aqib Tlaib. He got sent to the night's watch. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he is just sent to the Dolphins basically for free, gave him away. Um, Put him up for adoption, basically. <laughs> Pretty Dolphins, much. Dolphins yeah. took him. Um, that's where careers go to die. Yeah, so <laughs> that's good for Akeem Tlaib. Maybe, maybe we'll change his attitude. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what a dot of a trade deadline, too. I was all excited for some action today, and really nothing happened. Trent yeah. Williams coming back. Well, that was entertaining, and he said he's still not playing, too. He's just there <laughs> to get the money and basically bounce. <laughs> Which I love that he's putting it so honestly. But, yeah, A.J. Green, you know, I thought Odell maybe. Uh, Odell? On defense. I don't know. I was hearing some buzz. I was like, probably not. But I thought I might hear, you know, Robbie Anderson at least, Darius Slay. I thought some guys might get moved. It didn't happen. Oh. Anyway, yeah, a lot of buzz. No, a lot of bark, no bite today for the deadline. <clears throat> but, anyway, that takes us into DraftKings plays. After DraftKings plays, we'll pick against the spread quickly. Um, as always, we start with quarterbacks and with defense. Um, this week there's 10 games for that classic slate from one through 7 PM. Uh, there's a game in London at nine 30. Um, so that game will not count towards, uh, these DraftKings plays. Um, teams on by saints, Falcons, Bengals, Rams. So decent amount of, uh, pieces there that are going to be missing this week in this slate um we'll start at quarterback uh and dom we'll, we'll start off with you i know we talked about a little bit before we got on here uh what are you looking at this week and uh how do you feel about the quarterback position going forward for this week well it doesn't look good if you're looking to save any money uh no you know like i was telling you before once you get past 5900 i mean there's nothing but i'm gonna pick up below 5900 and go with your boy Carson Wentz more. All right. Uh, I was thinking Mitch, just because the Eagles no, are kind, were kind of you know dead in the def- with defense. But I watched a lot of the Gals in Delaware this past week, and so I got to watch a lot of the Eagles game. Um, 
nice and they look good. Back. Yeah. yeah, they look good. And this Bears defense, I have no faith in them anymore, uh, which is good. You know, I'm glad that they suck. But to me, the Carson Wentz needs to pick it up a little bit more still. I think he's a lot of this dependent on the running back position, which was really good. Uh, but he's got to pick it up a little bit. So do these receivers. Uh, but we'll get more into that later. Uh, but Carson Wentz this week is my pick. I think he's going to turn it around this week against this Bears uh, <clears throat> team that's just not what we thought it was, you know, going into the beginning of the year. Yeah, um, I could see that happening. I mean, the Bears defense definitely hasn't been, you know, living up to standards, I'd say, the last few weeks. I mean, how much of that is kind of, you know, when they know that their offense is just completely hopeless, you know, maybe they take their foot off the pedal a little bit. But, uh, I mean, there's still talented players there, but they're missing some guys. Um, and I agree with you about Carson. Um, I mean, he definitely ran the offense well efficiently this past Sunday. It was good to see. Really leaned on the running game. Um, you know, he had a good completion percentage through through a touchdown. Um, you know, not not high yardage total, but didn't really need to with the ground game working. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see him have a big game this week. And I mean, I totally agree with you. The quarterback options really are not great, especially at the buy low options. I mean, he's probably your best your best bet. Um, I mean, I was looking at a couple other guys. I mean, Derek Carr and. Eh. Uh, our boy Tannehill, you know, though, did show out again for us on Sunday. Not Ryan high yardage, Tannehill. but three touchdowns. This is a, an official Ryan Tannehill podcast now. Oh, uh, God. Have, I am not picking him this week, but I definitely we have not seen the last of Ryan on this podcast because he's balling at the moment. He's got the Tennessee Titans rolling. Um, but I'm going to go in a different direction for this week. Um, I'm going to pay up a little bit at QB, go with Matt Stafford going up against the Oakland Raiders. Um, Stafford quietly having a really good season. Uh, 105 quarterback rating. I believe that might be a career high if the season ended today. 16 touchdowns, four picks. Another huge game on Sunday against the Giants. Um, three touchdowns, 342 yards, at 27 and a half fantasy points. Um, and, you know, we've seen Oakland in recent weeks. You know, going back to that Packer game, Dom, from a couple weeks ago, I mean, they just got lit up. They um, did. I know, and I know that's Rodgers, but he was doing that with, you know, a backup receiving court too. Um, and even this past Sunday, you know, Deshaun Watson did it. And I'm not saying Stafford's quite at those guys' level, but Stafford's quietly been, been really good this year. Um, really hasn't thrown any duds. He's been productive every week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I really like him going down there against Oakland. Um, and I kind of like this whole Detroit offense this week. I think they could, they could sneak up on you in any kind of lineup. Um, but I, I would definitely put, put heavy money on Stafford, especially with their – their running game kind of reeling too with the injury to uh, carry on Johnson. I mean, they're definitely going to drop back and, and fling it all day. Yeah. So um, starting with the the latter, uh, Matt Stafford, I think is definitely a good play this week. Um, a little more pricier, but I think he's probably worth it, worth the shot this week. Uh, like you said, Morris running game. I mean, what do they have? Trey Carson and yeah. Ty Johnson. Like Ty Johnson. Ty, Ty Johnson didn't quite work out for us last week either. Yeah. No. It. it I mean. <laughs> to be to be fair to us like nobody knew that trey carson was going to get any burn like no, nobody sure. knew i don't even think matt patricia knew and then he saw yeah. trey carson on the field in warm-ups was like <laughs> Who is this guy you know like with his dumb ass pencil in his ear uh, so you know fuck you know but um Matt Stafford definitely could play. I mean, they sneakily have a lot of weapons. Like yeah kenny galladay marvin jones jr marvin hall danny amendola mm-hmm. like if TJ Hawkinson can get yeah. his head out of his ass, he's a weapon. Like, right. I mean, <laughs> he's they, been they very some, disappointing this year, TJ Hawkinson. Very disappointing. I mean, he's got the dropsies. Um, not great dropsies. when you're a tight end. Um, but yeah, he's a good play. And I think Carson Wentz is also a good play. 
I'm going to meet you guys in the middle. And I talked with Dom before the, we got on. Um, I don't love it, but I can't hate it either. It's Jameis Winston at 6,100. Oh. Who are they playing this week they're, again? They're playing the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I mean, okay. it's, it's on the road, but, I mean, he's, he's going to throw picks, and then he's going to come from behind and throw touchdowns. And yeah. touchdowns outweigh the picks. Uh, he's averaging 21.6 fantasy points per game. The Seahawks ranked 27th in passing yards allowed per game. Um, they have zero run game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Mike Evans had, what, like 195 yards last week? Like, two touchdowns, too. Two touch- yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. he's – like I said, it's going to be ugly, but that doesn't matter. The points are there. So, uh, I might fire up Jameis Winston this week. Yeah, this game is actually, you know, there's a lot going on here. I was going to touch on this later in the pod um, because you hit it right on the head. I mean, with Jameis, like, they'll get behind, he'll throw picks. And there's a lot of, you know, players and, you know, groups at stake here uh, for this game in DraftKings this week. Because like you said, the Seahawks defense, they sneakily give up a lot of yards in the passing game. Kind of have all year. Um, and that game last week, I mean, Matt freaking Schaub was throwing for, you know, 300-plus yards or whatever on them. 450 um, yeah 450 it was yeah granted they were behind by a ton and all they you know had, could do was throw the ball but still I mean they'll give up yards like the Rams threw all over them um there's a couple other games the, even uh Baker and the Browns had a good offensive day against them so you can move the ball on these guys um and like you said I think you'll probably get a few picks but you will get some touchdowns and you definitely will get yards because they do not run the ball at all Bruce Arians wants to chuck it all day 40 40 50 times a game um so, yeah, I could see Jameis being a decent play, especially with, you know, kind of the lackluster guys below 6,000. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, Jameis Winston's one of those guys where the fantasy is just – it's like a Matt, I would compare him to like a Matt Stafford who his team might not win a bunch, but he's going to have a great day. I mean, Stafford put up over 20 points last week and they almost lost to the Giants. So, just, you know, take that as you will, but – Jameis Winston's going to put up a ton of points. And like you said, interceptions are outweighed by touchdowns. So, Yeah, I mean, he's thrown the ball over 90 times in the last two weeks Ooh. that he's played combined. Like, <laughs> I mean, it. Yeah, they're sl- slinging it. So, I mean, I, like I said, it's, it, it might be ugly, but at 6,100, could put up similar numbers to Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford might be a little safer because obviously Jameis could – just go, you know, like he did in the London game where he fumbled the ball and was throwing left. I don't know what he was doing that week. Well, that but was pitiful. Yeah, it was, was pitiful, like but seven turnovers. <laughs> yeah, it was pitiful, but he's been getting the job done for fantasy. So as ugly as ugly as it is, uh, he might be a decent play. But I think the three that we mentioned are probably where I'll draw the line and limit it. You can maybe throw a, a dart at Sam Darnold if you want to see some ghosts this week, but. Um, <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, poor yeah. Sammy. Poor, poor guy, man. Jeez. Poor guy. He's, he's just never gonna let. Uh, that's gonna follow him for the rest of his career until he, or if he ever gets good. Stupid he, ESPN. Yeah. He, he probably still has mono. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for him, man. That was that was fucked up. They shouldn't have done that to him. Oh well. Anyway, um, we'll move on to to running back, and and we'll we'll continue with you, Morris. Uh, who you got carrying the rock this week? There, I feel like there's a few decent plays this week here. At the yeah, place. I think uh, running back definitely a step up from QB this week. Um, I like one guy who's a little bit on, a little bit on the expensive side, not too bad, and another guy a little cheaper. Uh, Josh Jacobs at 6,500 is my first pick going back to this Detroit Oakland game. 
Um, I sneakily think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I think these two offenses are both pretty good. Um, and Josh Jacobs has been – he might be – he's got an outside shot at offensive rookie of the year, um, I'd say, through the you know, first part of the season. Didn't have a huge week last week against Houston, only 66 yards, 10 fantasy points. Um, but he went off the week before against Green Bay. Um, went off the week before that against Chicago for over 100 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and they're definitely going to run the ball. I mean, they're going to try to get the, get the run game going. Um, Detroit has not been very good. Uh, I think they're 31st against the run this year, too. Um, so that definitely bodes well for him. And I think at only 6,500, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd pay up for – I mean, Dalvin Cook's price is ridiculous at 9,500, even though he is going up against the Chiefs. Um, and, I mean, you you got to think he's going to have a big day with the way running backs are just going completely off against Kansas City this season. Um, but I think Jones – or, excuse me, Jacobs is a good value pick at 6,500. Um, really like the way he's been – you know, he's been using the passing game too. So I think good things are going to continue for him. Um, and then my other guy – Dom, your boy, uh, who is now my new boy, Mr. Jordan Howard, um, coming off a huge week last week against the Bills, 96 yards and touchdown, um, really cementing himself kind of as, you know, the bell cow of the offense. Miles Sanders is starting to look better too. Um, had a big touchdown run last week. But, but Howard certainly is, you know, getting the fair share of the carries here. Um, and I think the Eagles, you know, I think what you're going to see a lot of now, at least in the coming weeks, is really getting the running game going early. Um, seems like they kind of found some identity and some rhythm on offense doing that on Sunday. And I hope it wasn't just, you know, weather related. I think they should keep that going. Um, against the Bears defense, that, like I said, I mean, Josh Jacobs ran all over them a couple weeks ago. They've been kind of prone to, to give up some yards in the ground. Latavius Murray had a good game against them a few weeks ago. Um, and Sanders is also a little banged up. So Howard could be, you know, really, you know, easily by far the number one option for the Eagles this week. And he's priced at only 5,100. Um, I think that's a great bargain get especially with the way he's running the ball recently. Yeah, I agree with you on Jordan Howard. It's about time, right? The Eagles yeah, finally figured seriously. out that he could run the ball. I mean, just traded for him for nothing. But uh-huh. um, he was one of my picks this week. Uh, I didn't want to say him just because I have another Eagle involved and three Eagles seems like a bit much. <laughs> uh, but I do love to pick Jordan Howard 100%, especially at that price. My guy this week is Jamal Williams, uh, 5,900 going up against the Chargers. What he has not done is he doesn't get a lot of touches. Obviously, Aaron Jones is the running back in Green Bay. What he is doing is he's taking advantage of every touch he gets. Uh, last week, he had a touchdown receiving, and on the ground, he's getting a lot of red zone looks, so touchdowns are definitely there for him. When he does run the ball, he's picking up five, six yards per carry. Um, and what you're seeing, and if Devontae Adams plays, this can kind of, kind of you know, be with nothing because he's going to take over. Uh, and Aaron Jones will probably be running the ball a lot more, but you've seen Aaron Jones kind of go out and play receiver a little bit, uh, and what, that's helping Jamal Williams with the running game and kind of passing. Rodgers, you know, offensive line's been good, but a little banged up during a game. But so Jamal Williams has taken advantage of everything he can. I mean, 18 fantasy points last week against the Chiefs. The week before, he had a big game. The week before that, he had a big game against the Lions. Uh, so look for him to have a good – Solid game. I wouldn't say it's going to be spectacular, but he'll have a solid game enough where you can save money and go up, you know, say you wanted like a Stafford or even like an Aaron Rodgers or somebody at QB. Um, but this guy is going to have a good game. Yeah, so I just want to let all listeners know that we actually like don't discuss who we're going to pick before the games, um, like before we come on this podcast and, and record. Um, and Morris, back-to-back weeks, I – I also have Jordan Howard 
and I yeah. literally I set a lineup. I have Jordan Howard and I have Josh Jacobs. Jeez, like, <laughs> we're in perfect sync, man. It's been working. Oh um, I like the Jamal Williams pick too. And yes, and I, I I will extend on that. I think I think Jamal Adams. Um, I mean, not Jamal Adams. He's in my head all day. <laughs> Jets on your mind. Jamal Williams is a good play. Um, at fifty nine hundred, he's he's been lining up with Aaron Jones too, which is like big yep. for the Packers. Like they're utilizing these two guys, and I don't know why more teams don't kind of do similar things where it's like we have two extremely talented athletes. Like let's just get them on the field and see what they can do, or catching the ball, running the ball, etc. So. I mean, Jamal Williams is going to get some carries this week. Um, the Chargers are just not good against the run. They let David Montgomery have his fucking coming out party this weekend. Um, I mean, he has he, David Montgomery's been miserable all year. So the, the Chargers can be ran against, and I think the Packers are going to go up in this game and blow them out, and, and they're going to use the run game in the third and fourth quarter. And uh, I think Jamal Williams will be a big part of that. So I think – the three plays we highlighted, like they're all going to get a lot of burn this weekend against mediocre run defenses, and that's what we're looking at this week. Yeah, Jamal Williams is good. I love that pick, Tom. Um, I didn't think he really looked all that great last year when he played. I thought Jones was clearly the better player. I still think Jones is better. Um, but Jamal Williams is good, and, I mean, credit Matt LaFleur. I mean, he's finding ways to use both of those guys on the field at the same time. Um, both running the ball and catching the ball. I mean, they got two major weapons now in that backfield. And uh, I think he could be a play now and going forward for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the offensive scheme that LaFleur um, has going on there, especially when you're – I mean, this could all change. We could see him get zero points uh, going up again when Devontae Adams comes back, I, which I believe could be this week. Uh, so this could all change. But with Aaron Jones kind of going out there, they got to find ways to make moves uh, – Chris Collins were kind of beat it to death on the Sunday night game where the guys are playing man against the Packers because they're all banged up and yeah. they're getting, you know, short yard plays or big yard plays, whatever it is, but they're getting touches and all that. And Jamal Williams has taken advantage of every single touch he gets. He's not dropping the ball. He's running the ball hard for six, seven yards. So I do, you know, I do think he'll have a good game, but I'd be skeptical of where if he's worth it, if Devontae Adams is back. So, Dom, uh, before we move on to receiver, would you rather play Jordan Howard or Jamal Williams? I would rather Jordan Howard, but Jamal Williams would be like a guy where if you can't find anything else, he's going to get you some points uh, if you want to spend bigger. I mean, Josh Jacobs is a great play, but if you don't want to go that high, which I believe they're not much far, they're not that far apart, but I would just be skeptical of. Uh, Jamal Williams, but Jordan Howard, hundred percent, needs to be in your lineup this week. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would, I would tend to agree. I, I think, I think Jamal Williams would be a play. Let's say you set your lineup, you don't set your flex, and it's like you got six thousand. Like I, he's a great spot there. Like I would play him over majority of the receivers at that position, um, or or at that price rather. So definitely, definitely someone to look for and and see. Uh, see what you got when you set your lineup. And if your flex is open, he's there. I would probably slot him in. Um, let's move on to receiver. And, and Don, we, we had talked about this, that receiver, it's not looking too great. Um, but, I mean, there's some guys. I, I mean, I, I, I just created a lineup. I found some guys that I like. But we'll start with you, Dom. Um, who you got catching the ball this weekend? Well, my other eagle that I was going to pick is Alshon Jeffrey at 5,000. Uh, he hasn't been having the greatest season. 
a uh, few games he's been spectacular, a few games he hasn't. Uh, I don't know how much that has to do really with Carson Wentz and him not playing well, probably a lot. But he's, I think, this Bears team, this defense for the Bears just isn't what it was last year. They've been giving up a lot of points and a lot of yards. And I think Alshon Jeffrey can take advantage of that. And this could be a you know kind of a revenge game. You want to talk about revenge games to Jordan Howard. This could be a revenge game for Alshon Jeffrey going up against his old team. Uh, Very true. So I think he's going to want to play big this week. Uh, he had 10 fantasy points last week. I think the only game in a while he hasn't had a touchdown. I believe he's had at least one touchdown the last few weeks. Uh, so I think he will have a good game this week coming up against, going up against the Bears. And then my other pick this week was going to be uh, Jamison Crowder. I think now this is like a flyer oh, pick wow. for me, but Jamison Crowder, he's started off the season hot. It, it took uh, once Luke Falk came into play, he kind of disappeared. I think they're starting to get back on track a little bit with uh, Sam Darnold at QB again. This Dolphins defense and this team in general are not, they're not good. I know they played hard last night against the Steelers, but look, Jamison Crowder take advantage of a lot of short passes and whatnot, because I just don't think that – I mean, this game is going to be ugly, I feel like. But Jameson Crowder, I think, is going to play a big part in this game. The uh, Jets want to come out and win, and win convincingly, you know, not just by a field goal or at one point and whatnot. Yeah, I, uh, I thought about the Jameson Crowder one. Um, I think he's probably the safest play on the Jets, uh, more so than Robbie Anderson, because, you know, he can move around and do more. And Anderson's mainly more just, you know, one-trick pony with the deep threat. Um, my two guys arrive or three guys, I guess, technically. Um, I think either of the Bucks receivers could be a play, um, piggybacking on your, on your Jameis prediction there, Tino, um, with Godwin and Evans. I mean, we know how much Tampa Bay likes to throw the ball. Um, I mean, you just look at the pure numbers for both of these guys. I mean, I think the Bucks have only played seven games and both of these guys are on track to have over a thousand yards, over 10 touchdowns and close to a hundred catches because, all they do is throw the ball and pretty much all they do is throw the ball to these two guys because OJ Howard doesn't really get involved. Um, you know, they're not as deep at receiver. There's no more Adam Humphreys. They don't throw the ball to the running backs. They only throw the ball to these two dudes and they're both really good. They're both really productive. Um, you know, they could both blow the top off the defense or run the intermediate routes. Um, Godwin's probably more intermediate, um, but they're going to sling it a lot. And, you know, they're a little pricier for sure. 7,300 for Godwin, 7,200 for Evans. Um, I'm not saying take both of them, even though both of them could have big days, but certainly I'd go with one of them. And I probably would lean Godwin just because Seattle will give up yards. They don't give up a ton of big plays. Um, and Evans is more the downfield guy. So I think Seattle, you know, they're a smart team too, Seattle. So they'll probably work to to take away Evans as much as they can, throw them a lot of double teams. Um, so I would probably lean Godwin, but I don't think you could go, you know, really wrong with either guy. Um, and then another guy as a flyer at 4,500, dude who went off last night and uh, was the beneficiary of the worst third and 20 defense I've ever seen in the history of football <laughs> by the Dolphins. Uh, and that's Deontay Johnson. Um, price is only 4,500, coming off 84, 84 yards and a touchdown. Um, there's had some explosive games this year. You know, he hasn't been consistent. That's why this is a flyer. Um, he had a couple big games early in the year with you know, 15 and 18 fantasy points um, at 19 and a half last night. Um, but I really, I think when, uh, when Rudolph's in the game, when he's playing, which it seems like he is now, you know, he's back healthy and everything. Um, it seems like Johnson's more of his go-to guy. Um, and they, he was, they were really throwing the ball downfield last night too. Um, 
you know, so I mean, it could have just been against the Dolphins, but maybe that's a sign of things to come. Um, and Indy, you know, they're, Indy's got a decent defense, but I don't, you know, they're not world beaters or anything. Um, and I think Mason Rudolph looked pretty, you know, he might look a lot better as the game went on last night after a rough start. Um, and I think Deontay Johnson's pretty good, man. I think he's, uh, you know, he's, he's lightning in a bottle. He's got good speed. He's got good, you know, catch after yards after the catch ability. Um, I think he's probably their best, you know, Juju has kind of disappointed so far this year. So I think Johnson at 4,500 might be worth, worth a risk if you're, you know, looking to pay up at other spots such as quarterback or, or heavy on the receiver this week. Yeah. So, uh, going off that, I do think Deontay Johnson is, uh, I think he's a decent play to look at this week. Um, obviously watching the game last night, you can see he's, he's extremely talented and when big Ben, if big Ben comes back next year, uh, they got some weapons. I mean, like Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Juju, they have three running backs that are competent. Like if, if big Ben did not get hurt, this team would be looking different. Um, to be, to be completely fair. And, uh, but yeah, Deontay Johnson, I think is uh, in the, in the year of 2019, uh, he's a decent play this week. He could be decent. He's a definitely worth a flyer shot as well as Jameson Crowder, Dom. I think Jameson Crowder is somebody that you could slot in. Um, he's going to get targets, uh, PPR format here. So he's going to, he's going to, you know, succeed, uh, when he gets his targets, probably close closer to the line of scrimmage routes um, could break one open over the middle or whatnot. Um, obviously, they're going up against the Dolphins, which benefits uh, in the lightest terms because they're just not good. Zayvon Howard out for the year. Um, they were they were attacking number twenty four yesterday. I think his name is Lewis on on the Dolphins. He was getting torched up. Um, I mean. They're just their secondaries beat up. They're not good. Um, they get no pass rush. That's probably why they sent eight guys to the quarterback on third and twenty. Um, but yeah, I think th- both those guys, if you're looking to go low, are decent shots. And then another guy from the game last night, you'll probably both hate this: Devonte Parker, forty four hundred dollars. Oh, oh man, makes you want to throw up in your mouth. Saying it does. It. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> but he, but but he's been good. I mean, he's he's been good. And definitely definitely better with Ryan Fitzpatrick at QB than Josh yes, Rosen. That's true. I'll give him that. He's just inconsistent for me. Um, he he's had it. one game. He's had one game under ten points. Now that's it. That really? was eight. That was eight point six points. A little bit more reliable than I thought, actually. <laughs> Morris kind of likes to pick now. Considering the rest, of, I mean, the rest of that receiver core is just crack. I mean. PJ Williams and is that even his name? Preston Williams. Preston Williams, whatever the <laughs> hell it is. Yeah, I can't. He's been consistent too. He's he's seven or seven points or higher every week. I mean, look, there it's yeah. not pretty. It's the Dolphins because I mean you don't even want to watch the games, right? But it doesn't matter. You you don't have to watch the game in order to get the points. So <laughs> that's true. I mean, Devontae Parker last two weeks, sixteen point five points, eleven point nine points, uh, ten targets and eight targets. I mean, eighteen targets in the last two weeks. So. I, against the Jets, who have a messed up organization, uh, the Dolphins players might not be the worst options that, you know, this week. Um, they really might not be. And Morris, I'll go to your Bucks guys. Um, it, they're just, it's hard to pick one because yeah. you might pick the wrong one. Right. Um, if you could somehow manage to get both in your, in your lineup and they both go off, like, you're look. You're sitting real pretty. Yeah, um, that's definitely conceivable. Both, 
Yeah, because they're both incredible wide receivers. So mm-hmm. that's the only, I don't know, bad possible outcome. Um, but if you pick right and, uh, you know, let's say you pick Evans and you had what you just had last week, like you're, you're, you're going to win a lot of money. So um, definitely a good shot there. And then, Dom, I like Alshon Jeffrey too. Uh, I'm not sure I love it. Um, I think the Bears defense is a little better than what you're kind of saying, but I, I can see where you're coming from where it's like they're not as good as they were last year. Revenge game for Alshon Jeffrey. Low price. Was it $5,000? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I like Alshon there. Um, I got one guy I want to mention besides Samante Parker, and then and then we'll move on to tight ends. Marvin Jones Jr. Um, Tom, you mentioned him last week. Had a not a dud, but not where he should have been. Yeah, after not coming the greatest off that game. Yeah, after coming off that four touchdown performance, it's hard to you know top that or equal that. So I think this week is going to be Marvin Jones's week. Like you know, he had a bad week last week. He's like, all right, I'm gonna bounce back. I'm gonna have another couple touchdown games, and I think that comes this week. He's priced at six thousand, but I think he's somebody that can go that could go bananas this week. So I don't know what you guys think about Marvin Jones Jr. this week. Well, yeah, I, I like it. I like. I mean, I think Detroit's offense is really good, so I do like it. Yeah, that's the type of player he's been. Is he'll go off one week, then slow down next week, go off the next week, then nothing. So if you kind of follow the pattern, he's bound to go off this week. Yeah, and I mean that would if you had him and Evans and they were both to go off in the same week, like that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Very real true. nice. Um, but yeah, I mean that's what you get with those deep threats, you know. It's like if if they if they're on, they're on, and it's uh, it's looking good. Um, for saying we didn't think there would be that many receiver options, we we uh, we named quite a few that that are decent plays this week. Yeah, I like them. I think I like our picks. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Better, better than I thought going into this. Um, <laughs> we'll move on to tight end. Um, I know I don't do this often, but I'll, I'll actually start a tight end, and uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is an Eagles podcast. Oh, boy. I see where you're going. I think I got him, too. Dallas Goddard? Oh, no, I have the other guy. Oh, okay. Well, pitch, me, pitch me the Goddard case. I'm getting sick just talking about all this Eagles stuff. <laughs> I didn't know it was du- going to be a heavy Eagle week going in, so. Pitch you to Goddard case. All right. He just looks better catching the football than Zach Ertz gets. Yeah, he just I I think they're I mean they're running a lot of two two tight end sets. Um Goddard has just been getting the red zone targets. Uh he's way cheaper. He's thirty one hundred. Obviously they're both gonna be utilized all nearly equally, but I think Goddard's just bigger near the red zone. Um the Bears stink against tight ends defensively. That's that's their their one flaw. Um, I don't know. I just think thirty one hundred for Goddard, who could put up similar points to Zach Ertz possibly this week, if not more. Um, just gives you a lot more, you know, breathing room for the rest of your lineup. Like I slotted in Dallas Goddard, and now on my flex I have Dalvin Cook. So uh-huh. that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. But I, pitch 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 me Zach Ertz. Maybe well, I'll change my mind. So. I think, I mean, the Eagles are going to run, they run a lot of 12 personnel, um, a lot of two tight end sets. Ertz, as we know, has been kind of quiet this year. Uh, he's been catching a lot of double teams with no Deshaun. Um, the field has been kind of condensed for him. Um, hasn't been able to work, you know, the same routes over the middle as he did last year. Um, but if there's a game for him to go off um, against the defense, like you said, their one, you know, a real Achilles heel is uh, defending tight ends. 
Um, and Ertz has had big games against them before. Based off a past memory, we seems like we play the Bears every single year now. This is like the fourth year in a row. Um, and Ertz traditionally plays well against them. Um, and I also think that, you know, with – this is more just like, you know, Eagles analysis. But the um, Andre Dillard, rookie left tackle, going up against Khalil Mack this week. Um, I think they will run a lot of two, even more two tight end sets than usual. And Goddard will probably, because Goddard definitely is the better blocker. Um, I think he's more likely to stay in and chip on Mac um, and help Dillard out over there on that side because, you know, the rookie's going to have his hands full. Whether the Bears defense is slipping or not, Khalil Mack is still Khalil Mack, um, arguably the best defensive player in football. So, and I think Deshaun might actually play this week for a change. You know, we'll see, we'll wait and see on that, how the week progresses. But, Sounds like the Eagles are, for the first time, you know, in two months, you know, semi-optimistic about his chances of playing, which I think really helps Ertz a lot, too. Um, I think that'll get him in a lot more one-on-one matchups with linebackers. Um, he'll be able to work the middle of the field more with Deshaun, you know, threatening to blow up the top of the defense. So that's my case for Ertz this week. Um, I know he's been disappointing this year, but I think if there's a bounce back and a get-right game for him, this is definitely the week for it. All right, so – if I had to lean towards one of your guys' picks, it would be Goddard. I just feel like he's been way more productive uh, in the last coming weeks. Uh, and Ertz, that's nothing to take away from him. He's a great tight end. And I think he'll do great, too, if he gets you know the opportunities that Goddard's – because I feel like Goddard's been getting a lot of opportunities, and you barely hear Ertz's name yeah. until later in the second half of that. But my pick this week, and it sounds like he's going to play, Tino. Sounds like he's going to play. Chris Herndon. For the New York Jets, 4,000. He hasn't played yet this year, but if he plays, he's going to be a monster and a big weapon for Sam Darnold. And like we said about this Dolphins defense, it's trash. And that could lead to a lot of uh, points for Chris Herndon this week at $4,000. Chris Herndon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You you know you like it, Tino. You, Look, I love – I think Chris Herndon is just extremely talented. Um, but I, I don't know. How can they shy away from Ryan Griffin after his performance last week, getting him the football? I mean, he had 24 points, if if I'm uh, remembering correctly, off the top of my head. Um, Herndon, man, just suspended, comes back from suspensions, hurt. hurt. Like, how is that even possible? <laughs> that's how that's is a that? Yeah. How is that even possible? That's, like, that's what were tough. you doing when you were suspending? Were you just, <laughs> were you just playing Madden? I think like, he was. Like, that confirmed I mean, it. It was a hamstring injury, too, right? It was. Oh yeah, it's even worse. That just says it all right there that you've been you're sitting just, on your ass. Just sitting on his butt playing I mean, we, Xbox, we can sit on our butts and play Xbox. He can. Yeah. I, well, I mean, he can. Don't get me wrong. He, he can. can but, yeah, sure. Like, when – when you're suspended, like when you come back from suspension, please don't pull, tear your hamstring. Like, I, whatever. <laughs> um, but as far as talent wise and against the matchup, like if he's back, he's playing, he's the go to tight end. He's a great big physical target. Like, Dom, it's, it's a decent play. I just, I'm not going to bring myself to do it because I just hate him so far this year. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just Jets fan just being upset. But in an unbiased situation, I, th- I think he's probably a pretty good play. Kind of highly priced too for a guy that hasn't played all year. Well, that's what you—that's what they think about him. I mean, he's a great tight end. He he's is a very geez, good tight end. Four thousand, like it's kind of—it's like top ten price tight end. He hasn't played a snap all year. Yeah, my other play would be Eric Ebron this week, but I'm not going to get into that. He is what he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ebron's a little, little touchdown or bust kind of action there. Um, 
but I mean, I guess majority of tight ends kind of are. So yeah, uh, you get what you get with the tight end position. I would I would probably take one of the Eagles guys and just hope hopefully they're the guy that gets it done. Mm. Uh, well, anyway, we'll move on to an even uglier position: uh, defense and special teams. Um, Tom, we'll, we'll start. We'll start with you. Who you got defending? Who do I have defending? Ooh, it's it's not good. I tell you that. If you don't Uh, have a pick, that's okay. (laughs) Honestly, I I'm looking at the Browns this week. I know they haven't been. I know they've been. But Denver playing their backup QB. Uh, uh, they're just not that great. Denver in general, even with Flacco when he was playing. So I don't know. Kind of give me the Browns at thirty one hundred. Uh, other than that. Maybe the Eagles, you know, Mitch just isn't good. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. maybe, but that secondary scares me. I know they played well against Josh Allen, but who's playing uh, quarterback for the for the Broncos again this week? I don't even know his name. He's Do we know somebody. who it is? Because it's not Drew Locke. He's still hurt, right? Brandon yeah. Allen, I believe. Oh it's some God. some Dude, scrub that. How they, many freaking Allens are there in the league now playing quarterback? Ugh. Uh, too many. Too many backups too. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I'm kind of going to miss watching Flacco, honestly. It's just pure entertainment value. He literally walks into more sacks than any quarterback I've ever seen. Like, other guys, you know, it's I, I get it. Like, he's not, you know, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers back there. But, you know, at least some other guys like Brady. And, I mean, I'm naming all the best quarterbacks now. But guys that aren't mobile that, like, I mean, Flacco and Eli Manning, just the two guys that invite sacks more than – they make no effort. To, and coincidentally, neither one of them are playing now. Um, but just make no effort to get out of the way. So, I don't know. I mean, if he was playing, I'd honestly feel more comfortable about the Browns thing. But, um, I mean, you know, the backup, whatever Allen his name is, is probably no better. Brandon Allen, uh, he's priced at 4100 as a quarterback this week. Maybe maybe a dart throw? Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, in this picture, he's wearing a Rams jersey. So I got to look up where this guy went to college. Hold on. I mean, Tom. While you while you do that, we'll I'll I'll go to my pick. Um, I've got the Titans at twenty six hundred. I don't I don't particularly love it, but I mean, the Panthers don't know if they're going to start Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen. Just yeah, he he was probably seeing some ghosts against the Forty Niners past yeah. week. Um, I think he shows true colors. Yeah, Titans D isn't going to give you a zero on the board. Um, so I, at twenty six hundred, I I think they're a decent play this week. Yeah. Um, if you want to pay up, I was thinking about Seattle. Um, going back to this game a lot, even though I do think that Evans and Godwin can be good plays and even Jameis too with the yards, you know that the Bucs are going to turn the ball over. It's just inevitable. It's Jameis especially. Good for, you know, two, three, four, you know, seven turnovers a week. So, uh, I mean, yeah, they're pricey, 3,600. You know, there's a reason why. Um but if you're going to pay up for you know any of the higher priced ones, Jets, Bills, Seahawks, I'd go Seahawks. Yeah, I would, I would probably tend to agree. If you're you know paying that high for a defense, you need some turnovers uh, and not just a, a high um, high floor there. Um, and that concludes uh, DraftKings plays for this week, and we'll move on to picking at the spread, our favorite part of the podcast, and we will go through this fairly quickly. Um, at Morris. So we're Thursday. I got At you. Morris. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to be quick. By the way, Brandon Allen went to Arkansas. I have no recollection of that. Me either. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't care that he went to Arkansas. Um, anyway, moving on to picking and spread Thursday night football. We've got a doozy here. Probably not. Um, Niners at the Cardinals. The Niners are 10 point favorites. Morris. Yeah, the spread shot up. It opened, I think, at like eight or nine or so. Um, I'm going to go with the Cardinals actually to cover. I think the Niners win, but, uh, tough, you know, division game, the Niners on the road Thursday night. I think the Cardinals covered the 10 points. Uh, Cardinals are a little banged up. I like the 49ers this week. I'm going to go with the 49ers as well. Uh, no running backs. Kenyon Drake starting. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on to Sunday, going across the river to London, 9.30 a.m. Texans, Jags, little AFC South battle in London. Um, fans will probably love that. Uh, Houston is a two-point favorite technically on the road, but you know, it's it's an even game here, a neutral playing field. So, Texans, two-point favorites, Morris. Um, I'm going to go Houston. Um, you know, these AFC South games, usually it's like neither team is allowed to score more than 19 points, um, even though Houston does have a good offense, something just about playing each other. Um, I think it'll be ugly, you know, that gross field in London, but uh, I think the Texans win and they cover. Texans win and cover. I think the Jaguars are going to win. Ooh. Oh, wow. Crazy stuff yeah, happens in London. Mania. Crazy London. stuff. London. London. This could be Gardner's last shot, too, with the uh, bye week coming up. Foles getting healthy. Last chance to uh, to prove himself. Yeah, love, love me some Minshew. Um, moving on to the Redskins. Oh, I hate even saying the name. At the Bills. The Bills are nine and a half point favorites after getting oh, blown man. out this past weekend. Yeah, that's that's hard to imagine that the Bills are nine and a half point favorites against anybody, but it is the Redskins. Um, uh, I mean, this one depends who's playing quarterback for Washington. Keenum, McCoy, Haskins, I don't fucking know. Um, I'll say the Bills bounce back um, and they cover. You know, defense makes a little bit of a statement after getting, you know, kind of their doors blown off by the Eagles. So I'll go with the Bills. I got the Bills. Yeah, I got the Bills too. I was going to. I was going to do it, and then I realized I shouldn't. Um, moving on to Vikings-Chiefs. Um, Chiefs are home team. I currently do not see a spread for this one, kind of like last week with that other game. I'm assuming the Chiefs are favored, but not by much. I don't think um, there is one yet. For I mean, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen one either just because of the Mahomes thing. I think, I think they're, they're going to wait for Mahomes yeah, to, right. for that decision. Um, so let's just say we'll just do a pick them. Um, Morris, who are you going to pick? Chiefs. I don't like the Chiefs. I mean, they've been losing a lot of home games recently. I think they got to win one eventually, whether it's Mahomes or even Matt Moore playing. I'll take the Chiefs. I'll go Chiefs this week. I just don't can't pick the Vikings. I'm gonna go Vikings. I think uh, I think Kirk Cousins is back, baby. You like that? He looks good. Looks good. <laughs> look really good. And it's kind of yeah, me too. But he does look good. Oh, all right. Here, here's the game of the week, in my opinion. Oh boy! Um, I know what's coming. Jets at no, no. <laughs> oh, I knew it. The the Jets are three point favorites in Miami this weekend. Morris, <laughs> who you got? A three point road favorite. Those J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. Um. Oh boy. Um. Uh, Jets. I guess Jets. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I got the Jets. Sure, why the fuck not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. That's just, you know, shoot me. 
one and six. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> uh, now, now, now we're going to a different, pretty good game here. Actually, Bears at the Eagles. Morris, I'll let you take this one. The Eagles are four and a half point favorites at home. I think the birds roll this week. Every time I think they're going to roll, they usually bite me in the ass. But I think we found something with the rhythm and the running game. I think this Bears team is dying to quit. Um, you know, after last week's game, the gut-wrenching loss, usually a loss like that has a hangover effect. Uh, Mitch just can't get anything going. Eagles traditionally play the Bears well anyway. I think the Eagles roll this week, and they cover for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'll never pick the Bears anyways. So Eagles this week. Yeah, I'm going to go Eagles rolling. Um, Jordan Howard goes bananas. <clears throat> Colts at the Steelers. The Colts are one-point favorites. I got the Steelers. I think the Mason Rudolph showed me a little something last night, and I think the Colts, you know, coming off a couple wins, due for a loss, going on the road. Pittsburgh's defense playing pretty well. I think uh, I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I'm going to go Colts here. For the reasons that you said Mason Rudolph has played really well, um, two of those games were against the Bengals and Dolphins. So That's fair. <laughs> uh, I'll go Colts here. Yeah, I'm going to go Colts, but I I do think this spread is actually kind of accurate. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be a very, very good, close, grinded-out football game, um, probably in the low 20s, potentially with the scores, maybe even the teens. <clears throat> um, moving on to Titans at the Panthers. The Panthers, after losing by a million points, are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Titans. Um. Oh, this is a tough one, too. I'm going to go with the Titans. I'm going to ride that Tannehill bandwagon, man. He looks pretty good. I think the Panthers might have, you know, had a little reality check. Kyle Allen, too. Um, I think the Titans cover those points, and they win on the road. Mm. I got the Panthers to win and cover. Oh, I'm going to go Titans. Yes, sir. Not sure why. <laughs> I don't have any reasoning to be honest. Um, moving on to a potential shootout lions at the Raiders. The Raiders are two point favorites at home. It's hilarious. I'm actually excited to watch a lions Raiders game. You know, especially because we named a lot of guys on this podcast in this camp. Raiders. Course, you got? Bounce back at home. <laughs> like the Raiders to cover. Uh, I got the Lions this week. I've got the Lions as well. Uh, hoping for a Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, bust out. Um, that is going to be a good game. And Morris, you you, you touched it. It actually kind of be fun to watch. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on to the 4 o'clock football games. Oh, sorry. That game is also 4 o'clock. But anyway, who cares? Bucks at the Seahawks. The Seahawks are six-point favorites at home. Bucks cover the spread. Seahawks win. I think the Bucks will move the ball, score some points, and Jameis will fuck them with red zone turnovers, but they'll keep it close enough to cover. I don't know. I, I'm not sold on the Bucks just yet. Uh, I think the Seahawks play a lot better at home. So I got the Seahawks covering this and winning. Um... I'm going to take the Buccaneers as well. It, it won't be pretty, but they'll claw their way back into this game by throwing the football and uh, could be a high-scoring affair. Um, moving on to 
what seems to be a disgusting football game, the Browns at the Broncos. <laughs> the Browns are three-and-a-half-point favorites this week on yeah, the road a- in Denver when it's just snowed like 17 yeah. million inches today. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, Got to love Denver, October snow. Um, Browns, I think they bounce back, just think they're better. You know, Broncos backup QB. I think the Browns win the cover. Yeah, I have to agree. Browns win. Broncos, baby. Little, give me a little Brandon Allen. Marcus oh, my God. Jeez. <laughs> Feed me that juice, baby. <laughs> Brandon Allen. It is the Go year of the backup backs. QB. It's the year of the backup. Go Razorbacks. Um, <laughs> moving on to, uh, to Dom's Packers. At the Chargers, and this one surprised me a little bit. The Packers are only three-point favorites here. Yeah, I don't, yeah I don't you take the floor. I don't understand it, but I do like it because of betting value. Obviously, uh, for all you non-betters out there, if you want to bet this week, the Packers are five and two against the spread this year. Um, but I mean, they're doing so good this year on defense and offense is finally clicking after it looked rough the first two few weeks. Devontae Adams may come back. That'd be a huge pickup for the Packers. Uh, just all facets of the game are going well for the Packers, and I feel like they're going to blow out the Chargers. Yeah, this line's weird. Um, I think the Chargers stink. Uh, Packers in the cover. I would tease this to minus seven or minus eight. I think the Packers freaking roll. Yeah. I think they roll against the Chargers because um, there will probably be more Packers fans there. Oh, yeah, 100%. right. That's got to factor in. Hundred percent. I honestly don't. I I don't know why the spread's that low. It makes no sense to me, but I love it. And uh, Vegas must know some that we don't. Um, well, anyway, moving on to what is actually going to be a very good football game that I'm super excited for. The Patriots are traveling to Baltimore to face the Ravens, and the Patriots are three and a half point favorites on the road here. Morris, you take it. Finally, the Patriots are playing a good team. Um, we can actually see what they're really made of. I know they're good, the Patriots, but still they've been playing shit all year. Um, I think the Pats win. I think they win a really close, really good game. And I think the Ravens cover that three and a half. I think the Pats win on like, you know, a last second field goal type of thing by, by a point or two. I think the, the Patriots cover this, and I think Patriots find a way to kind of control Lamar Jackson because just one thing that Bill Belichick does really good, it's finding what you're really bad at and making you do that the whole game. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with the Patriots here um, to cover and win, and um, I think it will be a very good football game. I think Lamar Jackson will get his uh, just because he's so athletic, but – He's going to be extremely limited throwing the football. Um, it's going to look very ugly when he throws it. Um, so, and yeah, Dom, like you said, I think Belichick's going to exploit uh, exploit that, and uh, they they win this football game. Um, moving on to Monday night, we got the Cowboys traveling back to MetLife, place that where they lost to the New York Jets to face on the New York Giants. Uh, Dallas is seven point favorites uh, going up against these New York Giants. Um, I think the Giants will cover this. I think the Cowboys will win. I think this is a tough, you know, NFC East Monday night game. I think the Giants show up for this one, um, play their rivals tough. I think the Cowboys will win, but the Giants will cover. I think the Cowboys cover this. The Giants are dead. No, you want to talk about the Bears or just ready to quit. 
uh, this Giants team is also waiting for it too. So I got the Cowboys. Jones looked all right last week, though. They did they did move the ball a little bit. Yeah, but this Cowboys defense is much better than that Lions defense. That's true. Uh, Dak Prescott owns the Giants for what it's worth, and I just don't see Daniel Jones. I mean, I just don't see him going and playing a really competitive game against the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm agree with Dom here. I'm, I'm going to go with the Cowboys, too, uh, as much as it pains me to say. Um, I, th- I think Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott, uh, they just go off on Monday Night Football, um, just like they did against your Eagles, Morris. Oh, fuck that game. <laughs> Hopefully we do better against them the second time around, which will probably be for the division title. Yeah, probably. Well, anyway, um, so that concludes our, our picks against the spreads. Um, standings are still the same. Morse, me, then Dom, all close. I think we're each within three games of each other. So oh. it's, it's, a, it's a tight race. It's a tight race. Um, but anyway, I want to remind you to visit JokerMac.com, home of the underdog, uh, where we have great stuff coming out. Our boss man, Tyler O'Shea, put out a phenomenal article about two-star recruits that have made it to the NFL. Go give that a read. It's it's definitely worth it. Um, and definitely on brand for what we're doing right now with Sneaky Plays. Um, and then check out my article. It should be out next week on Darren Waller, my boy. Um, great tight end for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, didn't mention him tonight because he's priced at 6300 because he's a dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, please visit our site. It's It's got great stuff. Um, this article will come out uh, Saturday morning so you can get your sneaky plays in right before Sunday morning games. And uh, remember, enjoy enjoy your football, enjoy fantasy, um, enjoy some hockey, enjoy some NBA action, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Sneaky Plays podcast presented by JoggerMag.com, the home of the underdog. We want to remind you to visit JoggerMag.com because it's the greatest site out there.